You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right, welcome everybody back to Chairgating. This is episode 11, so this is our last Roman numeral. Mm-hmm. It's the last Roman numeral me or Jay actually know, which is why we picked this one to end the Roman numeral. What are we going to do now? What are we going to change it to? We'll just do actual numbers like 1-2 rather than oh, XII. Whoa. Uh, or, we could just, or we could just do a name. We don't have to number them anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to seem date. like a nerd and just put like numbers. This is our last rumor season episode. So everybody get hyped. This is the finale of rumor season, and supposedly Jay actually has a rumor this time. No, I don't. Yeah, let's let's say that. God damn it! I didn't get a rumor just in preparation to hype up your existence of a rumor, supposed existence of a rumor. So that that's it. It's our finale of rumor season because the college football season is actually starting. So this is our last episode before the start of college football season, which is the whole reason we're doing this thing. So let's get into it. Alright, Jay. We got an update alert. What's up? Hugh Freeze. Yep. What's more news coming out more news coming out of Oxford. Man, they, he just cannot get out of the headlines. Yeah, um, and it's such a it's such a juicy subject because Hugh Freeze built himself up as this godly image. You know, <laughs> his Twitter is always flooded with these like Bible verses and just right. <laughs> when you when you build yourself up like that, you better live up to that kind of image. You better not slip up. And good lord, has he slipped up? Literally. Not only with all these escort services, but that you see that most recent one about the uh, massage parlors. Yeah. It was in Houston too. It was a Houston area code. <laughs> He's got to get those recruits, man. That's what it is. Those good yeah. Houston recruits. Those big boys down in Houston. But the best part is when they line up these visits because all these are you can find these phone records, which is the most confusing part about all this because he could have redacted any of this. There's so many confusing parts about that, but this is definitely like why wouldn't you redact any of this personal calls? <laughs> um, but but my favorite is when they um, when they line up these visits with his tweets and his pictures that he posts on Twitter, so you can you know line up that phone record with what he was actually doing like ten minutes after that, and he was on a visit with a recruit and he's tweeting about his family and his Damn. his anniversary. That's even more ruthless. Yeah, yeah. So you can like line it up and create this timeline, and then you can like see the picture of Hugh Freeze smiling with these recruits. The same day that he was at this massage parlor. I'm pretty sure I've been to that massage parlor. I'm pretty sure I saw him there. <laughs> you could have. It's a Let's regular see. who's it was, who uh, of Houston. Out called body massage. Is that what it's called? I'm looking at it right now. I don't know. It's probably closed now, but. I've got their number right here. I can. Well, they have. Here, try to call them. It's $180 an hour. You want me to call them? Yeah, just just ask. Be like, uh, has Hugh been in recently? Just ask. Okay, let's see. Put it on speaker so everybody can hear this. Yeah, 832. I'll blur out the rest. I mean, it's pretty easy to find. You just look it up. 
832. It's not even 281 or 713. That's so weak. All right. It's on speaker. Can you hear it? Yeah. This is going to get me some kind of virus on my phone. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not the virus people worry about. This place is open 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Why not just make it 24-7? <laughs> Does it make sense? I don't think they're going to answer. Do you know if it's in Chinatown? It seems like one of the Your places... call has been forwarded to an automated Wait, hold voice on. Listen to the voice message. Eight, three... Oh, it's not even... Wow, that is so sketchy. Maybe they disconnected it. No, if they disconnected it, probably... It wouldn't have went through to a voicemail. That's right. Damn. What's the place called? I honestly have no clue. It's just this Craigslist posting. So maybe yeah, it's not it even like. the... And then just a whole bunch of pictures, whole bunch of pictures of their uh, masseuses. So maybe it's not yeah. even like an actual... Oh, call now or text, so you can text. Okay. Do you want to shoot yeah. him a text? I'm not going to shoot him a text, but that's... I gave him a call, so I think it's up to you. Mm, okay. Hey, it's iPhone. They're not supposed to get viruses. Yeah, so that's... um. I'm pretty sure we'll this is on... probably like one of the places, though, in um, in Chinatown. It could be, for sure. Because they have a lot of these that you drive by when you you're in Chinatown, and it's just like, like you know what it is. They're like trying to be. It's like pleasant hand massage or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, fun time penis massage. You know, like pretty, pretty obvious stuff. So is that what they said? Damn. Yep. That's, yeah, that's pretty obvious. So I mean, shout out to all the HBU people, Houston Baptist over there in Chinatown. They know. Mm -hmm. they um, know. Yeah. So that's pretty much the update on Heat Freeze. Well, uh, I'm sure more stuff will come up since these phone records are now public. People are just going to keep going through all of these numbers, finding out more stuff, unfortunately. Well, to all of our listeners, they know we tried over here. We tried to get yeah. all of them. We gave it a shot. Yep. Just feel bad for his family. Kind of sucks. Yeah, that does suck. That does suck because <laughs> if he's tweeting all this stuff, he probably raised his family to be like that, like go to church all the time and stuff. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, they're still in Oxford, so like... His Are daughters they? both go to Oxford High School. They haven't yeah. left yet? No. Oh. I'll find out right now. Are you going to sure call them, tweet, too? I'm pretty sure he tweeted about it. <laughs> Are you going to call his kids, too? <laughs> hey, what do you got to say about your dad? <laughs> I hope they change their numbers, because those are probably in the records, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, no. Because uh, he retweeted a thing about his daughter uh, playing for for Oxford High School uh, volleyball. Like, still? Yep. This Damn. was two weeks ago. I wonder how his kids are treated, because before all this, you know they were treated like gods, like walking through school. Like, nobody would touch them. But now, do you think it's, it's such an Oxford thing to where they just hate his kids now? No, I don't think so. I, spending four years in Oxford, yeah, the, you do have crazy people, but most of those crazy fans are from out of the Oxford community. Uh, yeah, I the can Oxford see The Oxford community is real, it's real nice. It's small. It's uh, a nice little area. So I could see how they kind of like adopted him. They probably don't think too highly of his of their father, but it's not like those uh, Starkville people, right? <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm sure Starkville is pretty similar. It's not it's not as nice, but okay, most of the crazy fans Auburn come people? from those small cities in Mississippi. Small cities, small towns, whatever. <laughs> I don't think they have one small city barely. So we're just okay. I'll let I'll let you slide on that one because you lived in Mississippi. Um, okay, so that's uh, our update alert. And now we have some breaking news. We have this Robert Lee story coming out of ESPN. Jay, what do you got on this one? Yeah, this happened last night. And this is just So peak. breaking news for me because I woke up and looked on Twitter this, this morning. Is just, this is just peak Twitter outrage coming, <laughs> from both, coming from both sides. There's no level head in this whole situation right now. Yeah, I need to get off Twitter. So it's just like you can't make this stuff up. Obviously, everybody knows about the um, the Robert E. Lee, uh, obviously the riots, the protests, blah, blah, blah. Charlottesville, blah, blah, blah. Riots, protests. <laughs> don't want to get too, too <laughs> far into that. Racial tension in America. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Understood. <laughs> um, UVA starts their season next week against what, Also William in Mary, Virginia. Just want to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> and so in that same city... <laughs> That one of the ESPN play-by-play -play announcers scheduled for that UVA game was Robert Lee, <laughs> and so I mean, like I said, you can't make this stuff up. He's Asian though. <laughs> like Lee is a very popular Asian last name. Yeah, no, that's uh, so. <laughs> so rather than um, just let it be, they tried to 
behind closed doors switch him games. They didn't fire him. They're not letting him go because of political reasons. They just wanted to switch him games, see if anybody would notice. Well, someone leaked that information. Of and then course. once once the public got a hold of that information, because it's of course it's going to get leaked. Yeah, now everybody's freaking out. People thought he was being fired. People thought, this. yeah, this was just outrageous. And then ES, one of the ESPN executives, I don't know if this is an official, yeah, it was an official statement talking about like, uh, they just didn't want it to be a meme. They didn't want to make <laughs> his his broadcasting career a joke. Oh but, my God, they just made him the whole thing a joke. Yeah, no one knew Robert Lee before this. No, and, now, and I guarantee nobody would have like even put it together. No, I mean, yeah, maybe a few people would have would have seen it and tweeted about it, but, but if I don't had, think people would have been mad about it. Well, if he has such a big like career, nobody's noticed that before. A guy named Robert Lee, that's Asian. I don't, I wouldn't say nobody. I feel like people probably have noticed it. It's just but not it's been just, a popular thing to talk no, about. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, th- this was such a dumb thing. I woke up this morning and got on Twitter and didn't understand it until I like looked up the context and it was. <clears throat> The General Lee car from um, Dukes of Hazard, like sliding around traffic, and it was like Robert Lee leaving the ESPN office in Connecticut. Yeah, and it's, <clears throat> they, it's, they've turned crazy. it into a meme. They've done exactly what they didn't want to do. Yeah, you can't tell the internet don't make this into a meme because all you're doing is <laughs> you're begging them to make it into a meme. They're trolls. That's why they're they're trolls. This is what they do. Yeah, that was that was a bad bad move. It would have been even better if UVA was playing like Washington and Lee or something. Yeah, a school's namesake of Robert E. Lee. Damn. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. That is a big missed opportunity. UVA though was created by Thomas Jefferson, who owned slaves, and slaves helped build that university. So hot mm-hmm. take, hot take on that one. So we'll hop off that topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that was that was a good topic. To it's just about. that's crazy. I wonder if he's gonna be able to to do any UVA games this year. Yeah, I feel like there's there's 129 other schools. Just have him do those schools. Like, let's just just for the time being. I feel like let's just avoid that. But what? Avoid every southern school because if no, that's no, no, no. your concern. I mean, no, but but Charlottesville, like the school UVA, like that's the one in 130 chance that you're gonna get that. Technically, any southern school has some kind of, like, old southern school has some kind of connection to Robert E. Lee. You don't think that any other school would matter then in the south? No, but I feel like all the protests and the the public protests have been... The big one was in Charlottesville. Because, what, Ole Miss, um, during the Civil War, housed injured soldiers. Boom. That's bad. Um, There's something with Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And like Jefferson Davis, of course, probably every Southern university, big Southern university, has some sort of to the Confederacy, either connection yeah. or um, or statue of some sort. Oh, definitely statues, one hundred percent. UT had statues, and like I don't, there was no Confederate battles fought in Austin. I mean, I know Texas technically was part of the Confederacy, but I'm not going to get into semantics here about how many people died in the Civil War. But yeah, UT just I think last year had to take them down because people were spray painting them and yeah yeah back to your point though the the reason that the robert lee in charlottesville was such a big deal is because it was the robert e lee statue that started this whole thing right yeah so like matched up perfectly it yeah i don't know what else you can say about this like that's so on the surface um okay so shout out to hugh freeze's kids his daughter we feel for you shout out to robert lee the journalist we feel for you um, okay, this is a very sympathetic episode already. I just want to mention that. Yeah. We're only, like, feeling sorry for people. So we need to mm-hmm. start hating somebody. We'll, we'll talk about, like, UT and Herman maybe a little bit later so I can start hating someone again. Uh, moving on, we will talk about the state of Texas. UTSA versus Texas State, they officially announced their rivalry. What, what is it, the I-35 showdown? The H- uh, hey, don't forget, it's H-E-B I-35 okay, showdown. That was a big out, thing. Shout out, H-E-B, you paid for that spot. You're, there you go. You paid for that huge UTSA versus Texas State spot. So yeah, and I saw one of the comments on Reddit here. when I was reading this was, is there anything more Texas than an HEB I-35 showdown? Bucky's. Yeah, that's and that was the comment. I was like, yeah, it was <laughs> also sponsored by Bucky's. Yeah. And, Do- and Dr. Pepper. Yep, and Blue Bell ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, no, Bucky's needs to sponsor something now just to prove that they're even. They need to sponsor um, Sam Houston for Stephen F. Austin. The Battle of the Piney Woods. That's very Texas. Mm-hmm. That's East Texas. That's like, and yeah. it's played in Houston, 
which is out of the way for either school. So <laughs> what's is it I ten that runs um, through Houston? Yeah. 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 That's another that's another big Texas interstate, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it, it runs Houston and San Antonio and El Paso. It yep. runs across the whole state and yeah, it, it, you take 10 from Houston straight to San Antonio just like you would take 35 from San Antonio through Austin to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of like the two biggest ones. Hey, don't forget uh San Marcos. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's it's San Marcos and New Braunfels. And you know how far, Kyle how far and San Marcos and San Antonio. How far are those two places? Probably, what, yeah. like 40 minutes? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I really hope this actually becomes a cool rivalry. Well, so the thing is they're announcing it as a rivalry, but I remember in high school, at least for basketball, it already was called that, the I-35 showdown. Right? Yeah. It wasn't sponsored by HEB, but this was before UTSA had a football team. Yeah, I hope this HEB sponsorship actually like provides some helps hype it up. I yeah, think it could obviously... be a really cool like minor, you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, rivalry. it's not going to become Texas Texas A&M, even though that hasn't happened in a while. But if <laughs> well, it's technically, it's some kind of cool Texas Texas A&M because I feel like uh, TCU Baylor is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, like rivalry, but it's not super heated. I, I don't know. I'm telling you, the Sam Houston and Stephen F. Austin is the best one in Texas. It's so overlooked. So, obviously, for anyone that doesn't know, I went to the University of Houston, just at FYI. And I was in a fraternity. Different than Sam Houston, by the way. Very different than Sam Houston. We are actually in Houston. That's the difference. So, we would have parties, like, every year during the Battle of the Piney Woods because they played at NRG. And both, you know, schools, fraternities would show up. And they have a lot of people at that game. Like, they're very serious about that game. That's their biggest game of the year. So... It's a it's a big rivalry. I remember taking a tour when I was like a junior in high school at Stephen F. Austin, and I was wearing an orange polo. And the lady, of course, if anybody doesn't know about Nacogdoches, Texas, it is very like backwoods, back piney woods, East Texas. And she was like, "That's the only color we don't wear around here, sweetie." <laughs> like they're serious about this rivalry. Nobody knows about it, but they're serious about it. So I think it's I think it's awesome, and if UTSA and Texas State can turn it into something similar to that, that'd be really cool. The only problem is Texas State literally could care less about football. Yeah, that's that's the big thing they got it over. They actually have to get good at football first. Yeah, the, <laughs> what's really shitty is their tailgates compete with any Big Twelve school here in Texas. I, I've been to a decent amount of tailgates here, and Texas State's tailgating competes with all of those schools. It really is like up there. For the people that show up, and mostly just their partying. I mean, Texas State tailgates are really phenomenal. But but no then they just go straight from the tailgates back to their houses or back to the bars. Yeah, nobody actually goes to the game, so it's really sad if they could get that many drunk people in the stadium. I mean, their their stadium is a pretty good size. It's really nice. If they could get those drunk guys in the stadium to yell and talk shit, like their stadium would actually be a pretty like tough place to play. But nobody cares, and yeah. they and they're kind of proud of it. You'll be at a fraternity tailgate, and they're like, "Yeah, we're getting fucked up here, like blah blah blah." But we're not going to the game, like fuck that. <laughs> it's like what? Why? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know. They, they they play some pretty like fun teams to watch because we played them last year, and I went to the game, and there was more Houston fans there than Texas State fans. We sold out the stadium, but it was like all Houston fans. It was weird. So, UTSA has a pretty good fan base that they've been building up. I think UTSA actually cares about their program. Mm-hmm. I just it seems don't... like they do. I mean, they're, they're hiring those 
pretty big coaches. Right, yeah. And, I mean, they have to play at the Alamo Dome, which is off campus, which is unfortunate. But it's a good use of space for the city. And, you know, it's a good-sized stadium that they'll, they'll never fill it up. That's kind of the problem. But they care about the program. I just don't think Texas State does. I think ETSA would come into play them, and people at Texas State would be like, yeah, we don't, we don't really care. Yeah, it's unfortunate, especially because the the Bill Connolly, the new S&P Plus rankings, Texas State is dead last, yeah. 130 out of 130. <laughs> I mean, that's there you go, though. I guess you can't blame these students that just don't want to watch. I mean, how many years is it? They've uh, Maybe not dead last, but they've been in the bottom 10. No, I think last year they were dead last also. Yeah, I think they I'm only won two certain. games last year. Yeah, I know when we played them, it was just really, really ugly, really ugly. We had a, a true freshman he was like the first guy ever to receive, return uh, for a touchdown, throw for a touchdown, catch for a touchdown, and I think even run for a touchdown. It was something crazy like that. So they're a really bad team. Mm-hmm. Well, really they have a their their quarterback is a Mississippi State transfer, Damian Williams. This year, so he's just coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, well, who the fuck would transfer there? What do you mean? I feel like. It's a pretty cool place, and if you don't have playing time at a big D1 school, you can definitely go there and get some PT. Yeah, I mean, San Marcos is a cool place, no doubt. It's a fun, it's definitely a fun place. If you're going to, like, have fun in college, then sure, you could go there. I just, why would you want to be on that team? It's so bad. No, I mean, it's all about PT. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Just, I would choose Hawaii if that's the case. But (laughs) moving on, moving on. Like, we, we all here know that Jay's supposed to be the stats guy, but once again, he just hasn't brought anything to the table. So I had to be this numbers guy for the second week in a row. So far, I think I'm killing it, by the way, Jay. I think maybe I'm going to take over that spot. I found an article from two years ago talking about coaches and their winning percentage against top 25 teams, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So what I did is I updated that list and have anybody pretty much over 500 is on this list. And there's not many of them, but I don't know. Maybe there was like one more that I missed. This is just, I was going off this other article. I'm just going to read through these real quick. I will say Gus Malzahn dropped out um, because in 2005, he went one and three. And in 2016, he went two and four against ranked opponents. So he's out. Mm -hmm. Brian Kelly, still in it. In 2015, he went two and three. In 2016, he went 0 and two. But before that, he was 17 and 13. So he's at 51.3 percent, still in it. Also, a surprise: Kevin Sumlin's in it. He is 15 and 14 overall. I mean, damn, that's that's interesting. I know, right? It, it's, there, a lot of these coaches that are on it are coaches that are being talked about like losing their jobs, which is mm-hmm. really unfortunate. Maybe they used to be good, now they're not. Uh, right after that is Mark Rick lost his job at UGA. So part of this was like from UGA and then over transferred over to Miami. He is 39 and 36 with 52%. Gary Patterson, 22 and 20, uh, 52.4%. Mm-hmm. I love Gary Patterson. I think he's a great coach. Um, Jim Mora from UCLA is 13 and 11. 54.2%. Except in 2016, he went 0 and 4, and people are questioning it. Uh, Nick Saban at Bama. Obviously, overall, 70 and 40 <laughs> at 63.6%. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, 70 wins against top 25. But if you look at his past few years, it's even better than that. Right, 2015, 8 and 1. 2016, 9 and 1. I mean, that's that's crazy. Because this is counting his whole head coaching career. This is LSU. Yeah. This is Michigan State. I mean, yeah. this isn't just like the Nick Saban we know today. This is like his whole head coaching career, and he's still 70 and 40. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, 16 and 9, 64%. David Shaw, actually, 20 and 10, 66.7%. He's still killing it. Urban Meyer, 71.4%, 35 and 14. Number one. <laughs> Unfortunately, Tom Herman, a hundred percent, six and zero. Yeah, because he's only played six games. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, he won all six of those games. Yeah, but this is a sample size issue because look how many games that Nick Saban's played. So, are you, are you trying to claim that 
Tom Herman's a better coach than Nick Saban? I'm not. Not at all. But like, what are you trying to take away from this list? Uh, so Tom Herman is the only person on this list to have back-to-back undefeated seasons against ranked opponents. Playing in a – not playing in Pac-5 school. So Florida State five. doesn't count. Oklahoma, they don't count. Beating, they, they beating count, but Louisville it's different. But it's different year. when you're playing. It's different when you're playing Memphis in between those schools rather than Auburn or LSU. Yeah, but Memphis was ranked. That was a ranked team. Navy was ranked. Memphis was just an example, but it's different when you're playing some two-win, you know, school from out west rather than you have to play Ole Miss, who isn't ranked. Look, that's fair. I totally agree. I'm not saying that he would outcoach any of these coaches. At least not yet. You know, he's a new. He's a new coach. But I will say it is impressive that he was able to prepare for these. In 2015, it was 4-0. In 2016, it was 2-0. Obviously, 2016 wasn't as much. But 2015, he played four ranked opponents and beat them all. That's the, impressive. The criticism for Tom Herman's never been his preparation for big games. It's how he doesn't get his players focused for other for games in between. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he somehow – so he's 6-0 against ranked opponents at Houston – and somehow lost to the basketball schools of the conference, like SMU and UConn. Also, <laughs> I like how you're claiming or... stats, guy. All you did was add a few numbers. It's not like you're... <laughs> hey, that was... Uh, I was impressed with myself. I was like, hey, Breaking look at me. Stuff down. Look at me it's finding like out just... percentages. You're not even taking a mean or anything. It's strictly just adding and dividing by the total. You have to find the percentage. That's pretty tough. <laughs> I don't know if you're uh, you know how to find percentages like I all do. All I'm saying is tough. I'm not too I'm not too worried over here that you're gonna take over my throne. Okay. Well, I mean, what do you think about this list? I just do, think do there's think... not much you can take away. I feel like we already we already know that these are the top coaches in the game. Right. Is at least the the Urban Meyer, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban, David Shaw. Yeah, I mean, David Shaw is definitely one of the most respected I was coaches. Say, he's he's way up there. He's definitely. Yeah, I think it, I guess it just solidifies the fact that these are the top coaches that we thought they were, right? There's well, no for Brian Kelly and right, but like I said, Brian Kelly in 2016 was 0 and 2 against ranked opponents, so that's his whole coaching career. So clearly, Brian Kelly like has been good, which is why he, you know, is the head coach in Notre Dame. You don't get to that level unless you were good at one point. Also, this I don't think you added any um, coaches other than Tom Herman, right? I, I actually did look through a few of like the top coaches, and they did not make the five the fifty percent. Okay. Yeah, I did go through a list of like at least it wasn't really a list. I was thinking in my head like who's a good coach, who's been coaching for a while, or who's an, even a new coach that I think is pretty good. I and I looked up their their wins against ranked opponents, and they actually did not make it. You'd be surprised how many coaches do not make it. I guess you wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> But yeah, no, it's that's that was it. Les Miles had a winning percent, a winning record. Yeah, I wasn't counting um, people that weren't still coaching. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there from the list I was looking at, which was two years ago, there were quite a bit of coaches like Bob Stoops was on there. You know, like that I just I decided to take off because they weren't still coaching because I I just thought it was irrelevant now. But gotcha. if they come back, we'll, we'll I'll talk about them. How about that? I'll get my list ready for him. Uh, but I also thought it was interesting that all the bottom coaches of this list that are still over 50% are all the ones that are being talked about losing their jobs. So Yeah, they just have a stale feeling. Yeah, it's because yeah, the past two seasons, you can look, they've had losing records against ranked opponents, and that kind of, I think, translates over. Because when you're there and you're losing to all these ranked opponents you know, for two years in a row, people are going to talk about you losing your job. Especially if you set the bar so high, you were really good before. Well, I don't even think it's about setting the bar so high. It's about how much money is invested in these coaches. That's true. They want these, they want to see some kind of return on their paid. investment if they're going to pay them five million dollars. Well, how do you think Gus Malzahn's done then? It's hard because the the state of Alabama just compares him to Saban, and you're not going to catch that giant. <laughs> it's, it's it's so it's so sad that they can a they team that can consistently Saban. win eight or nine games in that state. It's it sucks that he's going to be on the hot seat pretty much every year just because. I think he's a the, great coach. Yeah, no, he's very good. It's it's like like I'm saying, it's just he's got such a big measuring stick. Um, right. He's, he's just put in such a such an unfortunate situation. No one's going to be able to to outcoach Saban in that state. So. Yeah, how unfortunate almost, is it that your your biggest rival for the team that you're coaching is Nick Saban? And is like two hours away from you. 
Right. And he's he's now being considered the greatest college football coach of all time. Yeah. At this point, you just got to wait. You just got to wait him out. The, I mean, that's that sucks. Is he going to be able to wait him out, though? How old is he? Aren't they, like, the same age? No, Sa- no Saban's in his 70s. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that. He looks like he's 50. I know. It's crazy. I don't understand. Yeah, I guess no, you can wait Actually, him out. he's not in his 70s. That was, that was incorrect. He's 65. See, okay. Shame. But how old Gus Malzahn? Gus Malzahn is 51. So, yeah, he's got 14 years on him. Okay. Yeah, so he could probably wait him out. The only thing is, will he keep his job long enough to wait him out? 51. That's that's like a coach's prime. You know what would be funny is if they release him, and then he goes to some ACC team and just tears it up, and Auburn just sees a huge dip and just gets worse. And then, you know, some, some like, good ACC team just gets, like, national contender. That would be great. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You know, Arkansas, Arkansas did it and then look at Louisville. UGA. Yeah, but that was that was a little bit more than just that's true. Uh, discontent with, okay, with what, their performance. What about in the field. UGA? And now he's over at uh, Miami. Uh, Mark is over at Ma- Mark, Miami. Mark and, yeah, and yeah. they're talking about him bringing back the team to compete in the conference. Yeah, well, I don't think Miami. Miami had a few, but down years, but I don't think they were ever really gone. Gone. Well, that's what I'm talking about. If Gus went, like he would go to you know a pretty good. I don't know. I don't know what what team would be left. Maybe NC State. Maybe Pitt. I don't know. NC State, that actually might be a fit. That would be fun, right? That'd be really. Dave fun Dorn's been on the on the hot seat for a little bit. If he doesn't get it done this year, it'd be really fun to see Gus at an ACC team. Honestly. Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of coaches, Art Bryles is back in the <laughs> coaching. Yes. Well, he's. I, a, I don't think he's actually a coach. It's informal advisor. Okay. But <laughs> what, man, is that Florida a position Atlanta they made up? <laughs> is building quite the goon squad over there. Yeah. They're going to be dangerous for one season until they lose everybody again. Yeah, because you got Lane Kiffin at head coach, obviously. Mm-hmm. Offensive coordinator is our Bryles son, Kendall Bryles, from Baylor. Yep, he was also And then there. their defensive coordinator is Chris Kiffin from Ole Miss, who's also had some some issues with the law. So Who's also related to Lane. Yes, yeah, last chance you. And Florida Atlantic's signing all these, all these players from uh, East Mississippi Community College. Are they really? Yeah. I haven't. Is that like in the new season of Last Chance U? I haven't watched the new season yet. Yeah, it's the new season. Uh, I won't. I won't ruin it. But um, some of the star players end up going to FAU. Speaking of which, um, I don't want to completely change sub- subjects. Have you been watching Hard Knocks at all? I haven't. I was going to start that last night, but I just got too tired. Do you like Hard Knocks better or worse than Last Chance U? Probably better. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I, I think I'm enjoy. I think I like Last Chance U better now. I think Last Chance U is probably done. I, I can't imagine them making another season that's, that's, that's as good as it. That's the only – yeah, I think you're right about that. That's the thing about Hard Knocks is you know every single season they have another team to use. They're always coming yeah. back with something. I think I think, I think the, the poison of Last Chance U is the recognition. And now players will, like, go into the office of the um, of the academic. Also, I think she left. I think she she's oh, really? gone from school now. Damn it. Yeah, she's so it's like. It was cool for that one season when no one really knew. It's kind of like, um, what was that show about Hoover, Hoover, Alabama? Was it called days. Hoover? Two, Two days, days, yeah. Yeah, that was a great show. That was it's a like, great show. There's, there's only so much recognition a small town like that can get before it gets too big, mm-hmm. and people start taking advantage of that. And yeah. I know a lot of the opposing coaches didn't like the um, the film crews coming to to kind of like give them a bad name. Really. Yeah, a lot. Of, I think a lot of teams actually didn't let the the film crew come. Oh my god! 
Yeah, so Hard Knocks doesn't face that issue because it's NFL. That's and like true. you said, they go to a different team. I just I get so annoyed with Hard Knocks. I, I think I'm done. You watch it and you get like hyped on one team. You're like, I think that could be good this year because I saw some fucking rookie who I feel emotionally connected to, and I think he's good. Like, it's just, your own fault. Just don't let yourself get... Yeah, <laughs> I just can't help it. I like TV, and when I watch it, I get, like, So you're connected. saying that it's such a good show that it's actually... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, so... So, I guess I'm not saying the show itself isn't good. I'm saying maybe it's too good that I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't want reality in my football. I really liked when they did the Texans. I did, too. That's why I fucking hate that show, because I loved it. I was like, oh, my God... The Texans look good again. Like I don't know. It's just so fucking annoying. Like I don't know why I fall for stupid shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm I'm definitely gonna start it um, sometime this week. Yeah, and then I still have to finish Last Chance You. That's looking forward to that. When when will the Hard Knocks ever actually do a good football program? Now, that's a good question. I'd have to go back and look. Not program, <clears throat> I guess. So. Is there like a Hard Knocks curse? Yeah, I think so. I mean, every every single team they use is bad, right? Yeah. I thought that was just like part of the thing. They take like the one of the worst teams each season. No, no. I mean, the Bucks aren't going to be that. Bucks are like favored to win the the. Yeah, the okay, division. that's true. That's a good point. And uh, I remember they did the Chiefs a while ago. The Chiefs were pretty good. Okay. Texans weren't terrible last year. Yeah, the Texans are only like pretty good because they have a really really good team and they're in the worst division in the whole league. So. Yeah, like I said. There's two elite teams, there's two trash teams, and every other team is just average. That's true. It's like, All right, well, that, that was us talking NFL. Hopefully everybody liked that. that and hopefully fun. that'll be the last time I hate, yeah. I hate watching the NFL. I, I'm not an NFL fan. Look, I have a, I have a favorite team. I, I'll watch NFL. I just, I'm so much more of a college football guy. That's why we yeah, do this. I'm more, I'm more NFL just to like be part of the community. Like go out and watch games at a bar or something. Yeah, just to, hey, look. Uh, yeah, like instead, I'm normal. Of, instead of joining a club, you can just be a fan of an NFL team and buy a jersey of a person you've heard of twice on Twitter. That's, oh, before I get too far off NFL this Texas fans. State, I just I just thought about this: the the Texas State being last in the Bill Connolly's S and P Plus. Yeah. They're also ranked last in this new poll that came out from ESPN. It's called the Happiness Rankings. Are you serious? Yeah, it's like uh, I saw that happiness thing, and U of H was like fifth in the conference. So I was like, nope, stupid, and I X out of it. But maybe the they're right because I wasn't miserable yeah. uh, college football fan bases, and they use five or that six categories to come up with this index. It's the program power, uh, dominance of their rivals, coaching stability, recruiting trend, revenue growth, and Twitter buzz. And once they put all those factors together, Texas State was also last. That's not happiness or disappointment at that point. It's just they don't care. Yeah, that's the only thing. Is like that's, you can't yeah, really so far put out that of into... the happiness realm that they just right. It's... You, I, you know, you could use that on a shitty SEC team or shitty Big Ten team that wants to be better because they're wanna... disappointed. I just think that for Texas State, it's a program like that. They just don't care. It just doesn't really work for them. Do you want to guess the lowest Power 5 school in this happiness index? Ooh. It's in the Big 12. Okay. Baylor. No. Texas. No. Well, I guess they got a new coach. They're Texas probably is probably, hyped. yeah. Yeah, that's true. That was a bad one. I was just thinking of the past couple seasons. Um, Who did Texas lose to? Kansas or Iowa State? Kansas, yeah. Okay. Kansas? <laughs> but that kind of goes back to the Texas State thing. I think they're so bad that they just don't care. I think, yeah, th- I think the bottom, like, 20 spots are reserved for those schools. Right. It just doesn't work. They don't care. You, you can't be disappointed if you didn't have any expectations at all. Well, it's not disappointment. It's just happiness. I get. I thought. What's the title of that? I thought there was another end to the spectrum. Happiness index. Happiness and um, I think miserable. Miserable. Yeah, yeah it's so, like the opposite of happiness. Well, I'm just. I don't think they're miserable about their program either. I just don't think they care. Is my point. Like I, I don't think it applies to them at all. Mm-hmm. I think winning. I think if they won like three games, their their happiness would start to increase a little bit because they. They'd ask them, how do you feel about this program? And they go, oh, we're doing pretty good this year. We won three games. Like, Or most people would just say, I don't know. Who did we play at a program mm-hmm. like that? Because nobody cares. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't like that list because I immediately went to Houston and saw that they were like middle of the conference for happiness. I just well, why is that? What's, what's wrong with that? I think uh, Houston fans are happier than they've ever been for the, with the program. 
And obviously there's... Doesn't sound like it. Well, obviously there's a lot of concern for the future, but I don't think that's miserable. I don't think that reflects on being... They had UCF as number one for happiness in the conference. Are you fucking high? Like, what? USF? I would say, yeah, they should be fucking happy. USF is looking great. Tulsa should be pretty happy. Memphis maybe, yeah, pretty happy. I still think Houston is the happiest team in the conference still. Maybe if we do shitty this season... You could be like, yeah, they're they, you know, we're not happy anymore. But the past two seasons that Houston's had, they have been the happiest they have ever been. I mean, the more... yeah, but this it's the current state. Yeah, but we haven't even played yet, so I don't think you can really. I don't know. I just I disagreed with it wholeheartedly right away. Of course you do. That's why you're not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy because of that fucking list. I was happy before the list, and now I'm not happy. That list made me not happy. So. Well, speaking of uh, not happy fans and trash teams. Okay, how are you going to connect and, this one? And keep, NFL. Keep going. Okay, okay. <laughs> and there. Robert Lee. Okay, wow. That's a lot of – that's a circle of connections. All right, where, what's um, in the middle of the circle? You see about, you see about the, what the Chargers are doing with their stadium? Uh, oh, yeah, I did see this. Since um, they haven't built their stadium, they're playing in this uh, soccer stadium, and it's only going to hold yeah. – 25,000 people? Yeah. Yeah, I saw this. And they're like, look, here's the thing, though, with that. Is it, it's genius or it's a terrible idea. Because if they don't sell out every single game, then they're going to be like, why the fuck did we just move this team here? You know, with a soccer stadium. But I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. They're going to sell out every game. And the ticket, the ticket prices can be sky high because it's so limited seating. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. I, I feel like with the, de- the decline in... Um, in viewership, this is kind of like a cool little experiment. See what right. see what happens. Right. NFL. The problem with NFL is how extremely high ticket prices are. I mean, yeah. I think that's the biggest issue. This actually makes that worse. Ticket yeah, because a decrease in so supply, much. what right. demand stays steady. That's just simple. Right. Microeconomics. Well, not simple. I mean, that's about as much as I know. But you're right. I mean, it's gonna skyrocket. I know. I don't want to go to an NFL game because it's too fucking expensive. And everything inside is expensive. Right. I'm you got to pay 40 bucks for parking. Then once you get inside, it's like 10 bucks a beer. I'll probably go to like one game a season at most. Maybe maybe one game every other season. Because I know I'm going to go and I like have to save up some money and like, you know, I prepare for it. It's like All a, right. Well, it's like a vacation. I just want to bring that up because someone posted that 95 FBS teams and Montana – all have higher uh, yeah. average attendance. I, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. Also, did you see now because of this, SDSU doesn't have a football stadium. Oh, so where are they playing? I honestly don't know. I don't. I mean, that's something we should probably look up. But they lost because the what's the stadium the Chargers used to play in? The Qualcomm Stadium. I don't know. Whatever it's called, where the Chargers used to play, SCSU. You know, doesn't fill it up enough. They don't pay enough to keep that stadium around anymore. So they can't. The stadium's just like closing. SESU is losing their stadium, and so now they're just talking about maybe they have it one last season because the season's about to start. I'm sure, but I think they've been talking about soccer stadiums, like kind of like the Chargers are doing. Um, I think maybe that's what they're going to be using this season, and then they're talking about actually building an on-campus football stadium, which they need to. I mean, I understand it's San Diego, and trying to get property around you is very expensive, but if you want to be a serious program, then you need an on-campus football stadium, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe. I think it just depends on the situation. We were talking about this in the last episode, a G5 brand. I think you need to have an on-campus stadium. I, I just feel like I feel like your opinion's so biased because of your experiences with college football. Okay, but also I experienced a season of college football where we had an off-campus stadium, so I know how it is. And I, I feel like that one you can't use that anecdotal evidence in one case to say that that one experience was that bad that it you know transforms to every other school. Oh, the experience wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I mean, we didn't mind. We had a light rail that took us to the stadium. Tailgating was still pretty fun. The problem is when you get inside and you try to fill it up, it looks so empty every single game, and it just does not look good. Uh, you that's the fan base's fault. <laughs> to fill up an NFL stadium? <laughs> 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 no, 
No, you need you need a stadium. So maybe a soccer. May, look, maybe a close but off campus soccer stadium is what they need. Maybe you're right. As long as you can fill it up is kind of my main point. You you want to look like you're filling up your stadium every game or most games. That's I guess that's my point. Okay, so since we're gonna be putting up this episode right before college football season starts this Saturday, August twenty sixth. There are only a few games. They're mostly shitty games, not going to lie, but me and Jay are going to kind of go through maybe a couple of them and just talk about who we think was going to win. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, so I think this is how the format, format will go. Um, the past few seasons, me and some close friends have been doing a, like a called football pick It's nothing new. Probably people online. He doesn't have any friends. Go on. <laughs> it's, it's nothing new, but every Monday I will go through the, the following weekend, the future weekend's uh, games, and I'll go through all the spreads. And so rather than doing Alabama versus Middle Tennessee, I'll try and choose that week's games that have the closest spreads. So anything less than a touchdown spread, ideally. Um, And that'll usually yield about 15 to 18 games. Sometimes I can do more, but I kind of like to limit it to. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The interesting ones. Well, and so I'm thinking, any more you can't do real research on, I think. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to have a li- more limited amount so we can do mm-hmm. some real research and really figure out what we think. Yep, so I think we'll do that again this season. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll pick the games on Monday and then we'll kind of write a blog post with those games. Maybe we can make this an interactive thing. I'm not too sure how that'll go. Um, but we will record this episode sometime in the middle of the week, try and release it before the games, which usually start Thursday night. Right. We'll probably release and it we'll, Thursday. Yep. So Thursday we'll have morning. our picks. We'll have our picks. And then I'll also go through the previous week's results. We'll kind of keep the, the running tally of who's doing better. Um, this week, obviously, is a little different because it's actually week zero. Also, Second just week. a heads up, whoever likes to bet and listens to this, put your money on me. I'm a lot smarter than him. He knows numbers, but I know heart. All right, so we could also keep. Um, so usually I just do straight up, but we could we could I guess we could do against the spread if we wanted. That'd just be a lot more research on these games. Yeah, um, that'll be something we talk about. <laughs> but okay. yeah, that's this, this week, yeah. since there's only what five games on Saturday, only two of these games actually qualify for this this uh, metric that I'm using, and that's Oregon State, Colorado State, and yeah. then Hawaii, UMass. Really? Stanford so, and Rice doesn't qualify? Stanford on, Rice man. has a... Depends on the book you're using, but anywhere between a 30 and a 38 point spread. Ooh. Yeah, which is probably some of the biggest year you're going to see this year. Yeah, season. and Rice, I, they, I think they will suck this year, so I wouldn't even know. I usually like to just try to validate a reason why the underdog team might win, but that's... Not even win, just beat the spread, but no, I, I think Rice is just going to get demolished. Yeah. Looking forward to next weekend. I'm not going to go through the games next weekend yet because all There's the spreads haven't been released. Ones, yeah. But if we can just make it through this weekend, yep. next weekend's going to be a lot of fun to pick. Well, here's the thing. I can make it through this weekend because I've made it this whole time without any football. So, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. honestly, I welcome Oregon State, Colorado State. I will watch that game. Mm-hmm. So. so, if we want to go through our picks this weekend, it's only two games. Like I said, this is kind of like a teaser um, we will count these towards our record, but this is just kind of to get the the audience and us used to the format. And so, uh, I right. guess we're kind of running a little short on time. So I'll just we'll I'll just, just pick my games up instead of over unders or anything. Um, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Colorado State and uh, Hawaii. Well, fuck, man, those are I was hoping you were gonna say Oregon State. That, those are the yeah. Look, there's gonna be a lot of games where we pick the same. So this is just yeah. That's. I mean, I wrote a whole fucking article about why I think Colorado State's gonna beat Oregon State. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they sold out. They sold out the game, right? Colorado yeah, State. I think in I their sold new out. stadium. Yeah, that's that's main, really the main reason. Yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, what did I say? Thirty-five thousand people. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, hyped. Getting hyped. So that's, yeah, I guess that's, I mean, we agree. Colorado State and Hawaii. Yeah. Who's going like, to pick UMass a, on that one? I don't. It's going to be it's gonna be a long season. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for us to choose different games. And like I said, it's going to be you know, 15 to 18 games a week. So this two-week, or this two-game week is, is definitely not a, a sign of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah, if we're wrong on one of those, I think a majority of the nation was wrong also. Well, I mean, that Hawaii-UMass game is a one-point spread. I just don't understand. It actually goes back and forth. Like, Hawaii's favored in some... I don't understand. UMass is supposed to be, like, the worst team this year, other than Texas State. And Hawaii's supposed to be good again. They're supposed to kind of compete. Well, the game's in Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is, but... I mean, does that really... At a 5 p.m. game in Massachusetts in late August, you know, is that really going to affect them that much? I mean, how far is that flight? That's that's true. Yeah, that's a, that's a long-ass flight. I guess maybe they do take that into account, though. They're like, now nah, they still have jet lag. I guess. It just depends on how early they get there. I don't know. Maybe I'm, <laughs> you're starting to convince me that I should take UMass. <laughs> I can't do it, though. Stop. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> All right, so we're both going with the same teams. But, yeah, that'll be the format we go with this year. Uh, like I said, on Monday, I will have the games for next week, and we'll write a little blog post. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. That Look, like I said, I'm, I'm cool with these shitty games and, you know, the first day, just to, you know, give us a little, put, dip our toes in the water before we fully jump in. So it, it'll be nice. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're one of those kids that puts your toes in the water before you jump in, you're a fucking pussy. This only works for college football. Don't actually do that. That's what I do. Okay, and that's why you have internet friends. Moving on, Jay, you got Reddit here first? Extra, extra, read all about it. Read all about it. Yep, this is, I mean, this is a from the 538.com, but I found it on, on Reddit, which is usually the place I find most of my stuff. Right, that leads you to another website. Yep. So this is, uh, this came out this morning, so this is, I guess, another breaking news. But this is which college football teams are always overrated in August and pretty much just confirms what we all expected. <laughs> Let me go ahead and say Notre Dame. Well, yeah, this is not a subjective ranking. It's just they took the average preseason rank over the past 16 seasons, I think. No, 10, something, okay. 20. Yeah, I got it pulled up. I just pulled this up. And then it just compares them to their uh, their final ranking. And then it says, were they the same, better or worse? And then, yeah, like you said, Notre Dame is – Notre Dame, Texas, Florida State, Penn State, and Florida are all the most overrated schools Yeah, consistently. 70% worse for Notre Dame, Texas, Florida State, Penn State, and Florida. Yep. All 70% worse by the end of their season for the past 20 seasons. Mm-hmm. That's insane. 70%? Yeah, and then the top three, Notre Dame, Texas, and Florida State – are only better than the preseason ranking 20% of the time. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Wow. And that's over the past 20 years, Longhorns fans. So don't give me that shit, that, oh, lately, blah, blah. No. This is the past 20 fucking years. So yeah. you just are consistently overhyped every year. I don't care. You won one national championship in recent history. Calm down. See, I told you I'd get angry at somebody. <laughs> yep. And so if you do the reverse thing and you sort it by... Uh, better than it looks like Oregon is the most underrated, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they're 40% of the time worse, 60% of the time better, and 0% of the time the same. Yeah, so I mean, they, same, they're, they're that's, changing that's pretty... a lot. Right. I mean, I know same is unlikely, but there are teams on here with 20%, you know. Ole Miss, so, yeah, Ole Miss right there. Yeah. So uh, clearly, Oregon State moves around a lot to mm-hmm. where they're originally ranked. Wisconsin also, 55% better. Utah, Auburn, 50% better. Auburn moves around a lot. They're 5% I think, the same, but they're just I think some the of these overrated teams, and this is probably just natural, but it, it's kind of a, a result of such a high preseason ranking. Like Florida State, their average preseason ranking is 9.4. Right, which is and kind of really, unfortunate. Like you don't ask for that, and they give it to you, and then you're like with a one season, you know, you can't do yeah, that so every even season. If, even if you're just ranked one spot below that, then that's going to fall yep. in the worst category. Yeah, and I'm sure that happens a lot. I mean, that's, yeah. that is unfortunate. Yeah, it's just, I, that's what happens when you're that good. 
<laughs> what about Texas? That preseason, yeah, thirteen. So that is preseason high. Yeah. Notre Dame doesn't have a fucking excuse. Their average preseason rank is twenty-five, and they're yeah, still seventy so percent worse. I. That just means seventy percent of the time they're out of the ranking. Yeah. Penn State, no excuse. Average twenty-five, and then. 70% yeah. worse. I wonder if that if that takes into account, though, with the situation, the scandal, um, the, what's the PC way to say it? Raping children. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that takes that into account. I don't know how that would affect it. Well, I don't either. Maybe for a couple seasons <laughs> they were still ranked, and they just, like, did really bad, so it killed every, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm just trying to connect dots here. Yeah, interesting little list, though. I like it. Is there a reason that they chose like specifically these schools? Are these the ones that have the most change? These are the these are the teams that have um, teams that receive votes in either the preseason or final AP in at least sixteen seasons the last twenty years. So Boise State, really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they are the G five brand. Then I got to give it to them. I think they're the only it's the only G five school on this and BYU, but they're yeah independent. right yeah. They're still G5. I count them as G5. So do you count Notre Dame as G5? Nope. Strange. No, but Notre Dame is associated with the ACC for everything but football. So. All right, what else we got? So that was ready here first. I think the last thing we have for this episode is rumor season. I was hoping you wouldn't get to that. <laughs> it's here, the last rumor of rumor season. It was a fun rumor season. I just want to, you know, give a little speech. It was a good time. We all enjoyed the little rumors that we came up with, mostly me. And I can't wait for next year. I can't wait for another rumor season. It's gonna. We'll start it off right when football season ends. I'll just start immediately firing off rumors about coaches getting fired. I'll make up some inside sources. It's fun. I really enjoyed rumor season. So, today, finish it off. Finally. You still haven't posted the blog yet, by the way. I just want to mention no, that. No, that's... Yeah, that got deleted somehow, so I don't right. think it's going to... Yeah, Jay texts, texts me and goes, Oh my god, it got deleted. I saved it as a draft. Where Where is it? And I go, well, didn't you save it on anything else? Like a Word doc or anything? Well, no. I just saved it as a draft. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's about as likely as your iguana eating it. Dude, it was saved on there. You pr- you could see it. I went back and edited it multiple times. I you never could saw definitely... it. I never oh, saw it. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, okay. That is weird. I've got, okay, so I've got here, all the... Here we go. Right, well. You're going to... To make up for the fact that you still haven't posted this hi- overhyped blog that you've talked about for a few weeks now, you are going to finally come up with a rumor. All right, this is a juicy one. Um, oh, everybody sit, sit back. Ole Miss is going to... Uh, go 11-1 this year. Is this a and... prediction? Because you told me no predictions. You said just rumors. No, I'm saying when Ole Miss goes 11-1 this year. Okay. Uh, they've already been talking to Nick Saban, and Nick Saban's going to come fix the program, turn it around. Okay. So you think, okay. You need to turn that into, like, word it as a rumor, though. Nah, that's not my thing. Nick Saban, un- un- undisclosed sources confirm... Talks of Nick Saban ending his career at the University no, of Mississippi. No, Nick Saban to Ole Miss. Yeah, he's ending his career by going to Ole Miss. Like that, like he wants to finish up his career at Ole Miss. Okay, like right, this is why. This is why I don't like rumors. Yeah, you just have to be a little more creative. I like what you're on to, but yeah, he wants to like finish his. You know, he's gotten too complacent at Alabama. They're too good. He wants to see if he can fix a broken program like Ole Miss. Boom. Yeah, that'll work. There you go. All right. Jay finally had a rumor, which was Nick Saban going to Ole Miss. <laughs> that was it. That's what we all been waiting for, everybody. All right. So that was it. Rumor season's officially over. Um, I'll probably play, like, the graduation song or something as, you know, a way to f- close out rumor season officially. The actual season's here. So I hope everybody's excited. We're excited over here to actually have something to talk about finally. Because if you've been listening to us this whole summer, good for you. We've had nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> good commentary. Okay. All right, Jay. Well, I guess that's it. 
I will. We'll, we'll see you again next week, Chad. Yeah, I don't know why you have to always make these things like a 10 minute soliloquy at the end. As we go on, we just say goodbye. Remember. All right, see ya. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.